Hey everyone, welcome back to Oztober on iHeartMovies and every version ever. My name is Jonathan North, and in today's episode, we're continuing our Oztober series from last year, talking about L. Frank Baum's The Wizard of Oz. If you're listening to this on YouTube or the iHeartMovies podcast, this is probably the first episode you're getting this year, but I've been going since mid-October on every version ever, as the series is moving over there to join all my other book-based film reviews. So far, I've been re-releasing episodes from last year's Oztober, but there will still be two more brand new episodes after this, so if you're listening on the iHeartMovies podcast, you'll definitely want to tune in on YouTube or every version ever. Anyway, today's episode is actually an update-slash-redo of a movie I reviewed last year, and I cannot believe I'm doing this again. So, last year, when I was doing my Wizard of Oz series, I found an Oz-themed horror movie called Flying Monkeys, and it was terrible. It was so bad that I didn't even want to bother devoting a whole episode to it, so I just made a short review and called it good. I had no intention of ever revisiting this monkey monstrosity again. However, since last year's Oz series, I've gotten to know Nikki from Trivial Theater, who kind of specializes in bad, cheesy sci-fi and horror films, like B-movies, movies so bad they're good, and just straight-up bad movies. And we've had a lot of fun talking about several of these kind of movies over the past few months. So when it came time to move my Oz series from the main podcast over to every version ever, I decided that even though I hated this movie, it probably would still be fun to talk about it with Nikki. And yes, it was, but watching the movie was still a chore. <laughs> like I said with the two Asylum films in my last series in War of the Worlds, I don't recommend watching the film itself, unless you like that kind of thing but our podcast should be more than enough for the average film fan. I think our podcast will be a lot more entertaining than the film itself. Anyway, let's get on with this. Flying Monkeys with Nikki from Trivial Theater. Well, I guess to start off with, I should ask, had you heard of this movie before <laughs> I sent it to you? I had it, no. Um actually it has a pretty decent amount of stars in it like people that have starred in actual movies mm -hmm. like the chick that played um sonia the, the the best friend i guess was in um like death proof and um machete and uh i think she's in planet terror as well so the um quentin tarantino and uh, uh roger rodriguez or yeah robert rodriguez okay but i i don't know like who she was like i didn't automatically go oh hey it's this person so and then um the main lead joan was in um independence day resurgence and she was in it follows okay so again i don't know how much that's worth in the grand scheme of things but there are people that have been well i guess it would have been after this yeah this was 2013 this is what launched their career <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh you know and and that's the thing you know you always get those movies that kind of like they have such like loose threads to the to the you know the initial flaw like you think flying Mon monkeys you automatically think oh wizard of oz and this is mm -hmm. like well there are monkeys that fly and that's pretty much it and a few like nods to the story like subtle nods that if you're not that familiar with the story you'd miss yeah well like what was it gail kansas 
Joan's dad, he talks to a Dorothy that he works with. And then yeah. um, there's another one, like a pizza delivery kid. And he's riding a bike and he gets kind of taught, like the bike and him go up and then the bike comes down. So kind of. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I was grasping at straws at that point. There was one that I read, but I couldn't confirm. Apparently the real name of the monkey is Nico, which is apparently in at least one version was the name of the lead monkey. It oh, might have been in the, in the original MGM version. I'm not sure. But it's one. It, that's not like I don't think that's book accurate. I think it was just referencing a movie. And that's and entirely. I, I didn't go back too. and watch and like look for that to confirm. <laughs> I just read that somebody was talking about that one. Well, I can't imagine why. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> there was something about the digital effects too. I'm trying to remember. There was one guy that worked on this that has done some relatively big special effects. Um, I doubt he puts this one on his resume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he worked on Hellboy, Star Trek The Motion Picture, <laughs> Arachnoquake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the effects, I know on our copy it wasn't great, but, you know, they weren't terrible, considering a lot of sci-fi originals, and I didn't see who the production company was on this. Um, the only thing I read was it was done for sci-fi by sci-fi. And the effects weren't they were better than what I what you see in some of them. They looked like there was some texture to them and, you know, they worked with the lighting like it wasn't just all lit with the same light and stuff. So, I mean, it wasn't awful. Yeah, they just didn't have enough texture. No, <laughs> it was none of it did. very plasticky looking. Yeah, but, you know, you could see, like, in their face, if you took, like, the base model from, like, the characters from, like, Planet of the Apes before they added all the good stuff... Yeah. You get kind of that base feel. Yeah. They just I guess they just felt unfinished. Yeah, that was they were kind of rushing the through the production. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna deny that. It just felt really weird because there's another Wizard of Oz adaptation from sci-fi, like not that I count this as a straight adaptation. This is the most loosely of loosely based. <laughs> they, they took an idea from the Wizard of Oz and turned it into its own thing. But there is a Wizard of Oz adaptation called Tin Man from sci-fi oh, that came out yeah. years before this, like at least five years. And the special effects are so much better than this. <laughs> the flying monkeys, they're not perfect, but they look they're furry. They look like actual things. These just looked like plastic models. Yeah, I remember that. I, it was... There were some cool ideas. Uh, it had some some good base. Yeah. That one's kind of a mixed bag. I enjoy it for what it is, but I think it could have been pared down to a, a good movie instead yeah. of felt drawn out. Well, if it would have been drawn out, it probably would have turned into this. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely had that more of an epic quality to it. Like uh -huh. it felt more like an event thing. It wasn't just an one-off. Like, yeah. night, here's a new sci-fi channel movie. Yeah, they put a lot more work and thought and care into that one than they did this. Yeah, yeah. This was love... like somebody was afraid of the flying monkeys from the original Wizard of Oz and was like, how can that be its own thing and how can it be a horror movie? <laughs> Except I didn't find this thing scary at all. No. <laughs> I was so really. bored. <laughs> it was too. I was reading through reviews on IMDb and... 
they really ran the gambit and i'm i'm not sure where i sit with it because i do like there was a lot of them that said oh i loved you know creature features of this era and that era and it really falls into that realm and it's like i didn't get that it just felt like very traditional sci-fi-esque movie to me Mm. it felt and we've talked about this before but like there's always that saying about the worst thing you can be is middle of the road, you know, be intensely good or be like really, you know, funny, bad. Mm-hmm. But this just felt like so middle of the road. It just felt boring. Yeah. We watched that. I, I don't want to keep always referring to this, but like that Santa Claus versus the Martians or Santa Claus Congress of Martians, whatever it was called. That was really bad, but it was so entertaining. <laughs> yeah. But this is not that <laughs> this is not entertaining <laughs> bad this no. is like <laughs> annoying bad <laughs> it was played with something like flying monkeys i think it has to be played for humor not not humor so much but it has to be played extreme and mm. it wasn't it was just it was played just flat like the yeah. the um the the uh demon hunter chick like everything that came out of her mouth was so these weapons are blessed. We got these weapons. They are blessed. They've been in our family for generations. Only me and my family and our blessed weapons. It's just like everything that she said, there was no, it was all in that same kind of like shouty, I don't know, like leadership thing, but there wasn't anything more to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I could it shout was. about being a pumpkin pie and it would have been just as realistic. <laughs> She was not the greatest of actors. No, no, definitely not. I think we have yet to go back up to a peak of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, honestly. We should try <laughs> and find something that good for the next oh, time. I can certainly help. <laughs> <laughs> we have not peaked. It's hills and valleys. You know, you have you've awesome ones and then not so awesome ones and then more awesome ones. We'll get back to it. I have no doubt. Yeah. Oh man, I don't even know where to start with this one. I mean, uh, I suppose at the beginning. Yeah, we yeah, might I'm as well. Just... Well, at the beginning, I, not that it matters, but I think there might have been a little bit missing from the version we watched, because I could have sworn there was more to the scene at the beginning with the plane, but I didn't care enough to try and find a better copy. <laughs> <laughs> this, this copy also had that weird little um commercial thing in the middle of it i don't know if it was a promo for like a service or a show or a movie or what i don't know it just stopped and then there was this weird commercial <laughs> i don't know what it was well anyways we start with these pilots they're i guess trafficking endangered animals or something and there's a bunch of noise in the back. One goes to investigate and gets eaten by a flying monkey. Which is the what happens on most flights. I mean, if you don't have at least one person eaten by a monkey, then can you really call that flight successful? <laughs> <laughs> well, then they had a very successful flight. I would say so. Well, and apparently there was a lot of other animals on there too that were eaten, according to the, the poacher on the state side, the guy that actually sold the animals. Uh-huh. And what I don't get is where where is it all going? Because the flying monkey is actually this tiny monkey that transforms. So like it eats a ton of food. Where is it going? <laughs> I was <laughs> wondering that too. Monkey. 
<laughs> is there like another dimension in its stomach? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that question being raised about um like werewolves, like they eat a whole human, you know, where does all of that go? I mean <laughs> <laughs> Well, and those monkeys too, and I'm not sure where Capuchin I think it was a Capuchin monkey. Well, like where those are where they come from, if it's South America, if it's Africa, if it's Asia, I'm not sure. I believe Capuchins are South American. I think they're part of like the New World monkey species. Ah, uh, okay. So anything South American and Central American is called a New World monkey. And I'm pretty sure that that's where they're from. Good to know. So I'm 100 percent sure because it's been a long time since I was watching all the animal programs on PBS frequently. Like that was my favorite thing to watch as a kid was nice. all the animal programs. I just remember the Capu- Capuchin monkey from uh, Night at the Museum. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like oh hey. i think that one is like a really famous one like she's in a whole bunch of movies i think her name is crystal if i'm thinking of the same monkey well it definitely wasn't the one that was in this movie but that's neither here nor there although the one in this one is so cute like that's the one saving grace of this movie i love the monkey (laughs) i want it so bad it's so cute it is very cute and it seemed like it was really well trained like at one point it got up on the on joan's head and was kind of chilling up there and it's like that would take some trust to mm-hmm. i mean even no matter how well trained an animal is to be able to trust it to that point mm-hmm. especially on this level of movie yeah yeah it's as bad as the movie was anytime that the real monkey was there it was like okay i'm i'm fine with this for now <laughs> it's, it was Five really minutes. cute five minutes here 20 minutes gone five minutes here 20 (laughs) minutes gone yeah that's about right well the monkey we find out is it's being trafficked to gale kansas technically wichita kansas is where it was sold from okay well it ends up in gale however you however it got there in the story and i think it was the so the there's so many random like little like what's supposed to be warm fuzzy moments and it's just like are you guys serious this is what Mm -hmm. you come off with for warm fuzzy it goes from that to someone's face being eaten in a very short time yeah we (laughs) they go to like a like gale kansas so super small town which if you had your bingo card out for like small town bingo there was um whole bunch of cars driving behind a tractor and you i if if you've been from anywhere rural, there's no way in hell that many cars would have built up behind that tractor. No. They would have been passing left and right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the dad of this uh, high school senior who's graduating in one of the smallest ceremonies I've ever seen, and I went to a super small school, she, he doesn't make her graduation and she's all mad at him and stuff and he's apparently never there and they have a touchy-feely moment about the mom dying, and so he get what goes out and gets a monkey from this pet shop because she's apparently going to college to be a vet. And what better gift to give a student that's going to be in college full-time going for something pretty hardcore but a monkey. <laughs> not a cat, not a dog, not a hamster. A monkey. And to just like up and buy something like that without even talking to the person you're getting it for, that seems... Like, I wouldn't want somebody to surprise me with an animal. I love animals, but I don't want someone to randomly give me one. That's the massive responsibility. Oh, usually so. It's like getting a getting an animal for Christmas. <laughs> I, I don't remember what I was reading, but somebody 
online was talking about like the original meaning of the white elephant gift was because there was this king in ancient times i don't know who who he was but like hundreds of years ago he would give people a white elephant if he didn't like them <laughs> white elephants are super rare so it would be really awful if they were to like re-gift it or like get rid of it somehow so right. he would give people this super rare creature if he didn't like them and it would nice. just like ruin them financially <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that's uh it's low it's it's one of those low-key disses <laughs> <laughs> a very also, weird one for sure oh yeah no doubt i also had to love um and i guess it was supposed to be their establishing way of saying oh it's graduation time but there was two old old guys standing outside of a gas station Ugh. and a, a bunch of chicks a bunch of high school girls in i think it was a pt cruiser or something drove past and they're all waving and you know going woo and stuff and they're like high school girls we keep getting older they stay the same age <laughs> yeah that was weird like borderline yeah. creepy yeah a little bit although on your on your uh, small town bingo board that's uh not 100 percent unheard of <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could imagine <laughs> I found it weird too. I don't remember the exact population, but it was five thousand some. So that they live in a town that's the same size as the town I'm from. Mm, that's a lot bigger it, than where I'm from originally. But how big was where you were from? Uh, about nine hundred people. Oh yeah, that is that is pretty yeah. small. I had a graduating class of twenty four, so like the the high school graduating class was like the same size as what mine would have been. Oh, well, I was homeschooled, so my graduating class was one. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you're like the, the graduation they show for this particular movie would have been about the size of your graduating, like everybody that's there, right? I, I guess so. There wasn't that many people, so probably. Yeah, there was. I, I, I tried to count. I, I mean, I can't think there was more than probably... 15 people and that like they had them stacked well but it's just like you couldn't get a few more people as extras yeah it was like the most low-key graduation i've ever seen in my life and the horning teenagers my god anytime there were two teenagers on camera it was like automatic hornball i think they were and I, i'm not an expert on horror movies but i've heard that that's kind of a trope to set up who they're gonna kill yeah. So I just assumed that all these people were going to be monkey food, and I was correct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody that wasn't named Joan, James, or so or Sophia or Sophie, Sonia. basically died. Sonia, yeah, died. I mean, yeah, the, the monkeys basically ate the whole town, <laughs> or at least the whole town of characters that we saw, on yeah. <laughs> and a few that we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Then the Val Victorian was chastity. <laughs> Yeah, I think they named her that on purpose for ironic effect. Yeah, yeah, very much, very much. And the and she, um, her speech was, if you actually listen to the parts that you could hear without, like, cutting away to the people creepily talking about her looks, her speech was the most generic, <laughs> dumb speech. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down part of it, <laughs> but she said. May this town be a special meeting place for us all. Thank you for the best times ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. 
love too how they were talking about the party that they were trying to get to and I guess it's a small town thing but like everybody knew about it like even like the dad who was never home knew that there was a party and that's not the way parties work <laughs> well I didn't ever well like as I was homeschooled so I didn't know about these kind of parties happening you really so didn't miss I much. have no experience <laughs> so I can't speak to how realistic that part was no, no, it, it's all good. I, I didn't hit many myself, but uh, yeah, there's no way. If the, if the cops knew about that stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, true. I don't know. Sheriff's daughter, I suppose. Mm. Now that I'm thinking about it, though, I was talking about where the monkey was from. It was South America. It was supposed to be China, though. Yeah, I think you're right. And I don't think they have that kind of monkey in China. I'm pretty sure not. But I said, like they were they were playing it off as it being an ancient Chinese demon. But they picked a really weird monkey. They picked just probably whatever easy monkey they could find for that role, I suppose. Probably. Yeah. Because, I mean, capuchin monkeys are like one of the most trainable monkeys. And that's why you see so many of them in films makes sense so they probably just chose that one because they could train one rather than trying to find an actual monkey from china because i don't think that the monkeys in china at least the ones that i can think of i've never seen one trained like the snub nosed monkeys and the kinds that are in the hot springs oh I've yeah never those seen are any cool. of those being trained the, the only ones that come to mind for me and it was actually because of covid um there was a tourist area in Thailand where um, these, this, I guess, quote unquote, gang of monkeys were always fed by tourists. And oh, when yeah. The tourist trade dried up. The monkeys just went crazy. Like they were known for stealing things and breaking into houses to start with, but to throw hunger into that mix and things went a little off the rails. Oh. Yeah. So, how do they deal with that problem then? I have no idea. <laughs> I imagine, I mean, you'd almost have to feed them so they didn't do that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, wow. That would be a problem. Now, there's so many weird problems that are coming up because of COVID. That has got to be one of the weirdest. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, and we're, we're kind of getting off the uh, subject of the movie because it's probably more interesting than... Uh, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Where were we in the movie? Um, we were past the uh, graduation part. We hadn't gotten to where she actually gets the monkey yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found it hilarious that I don't know why this is hilarious, but I thought it was hilarious that she just names the monkey Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most generic name. At least she didn't call it Fido. <laughs> I mean, Fido would be funnier than Skippy. Skippy was just like, <laughs> that's that's the best you could come up with. You know, that's one thing that they kind of missed was, um, you know, you could have thrown a few more uh, Wizard of Oz references in there. You could have, you know, name it Toto. Yeah. Or Dorothy or, you know, call it a chicken, call it Dorothy or something. So there's a little, you know, or, or, or something. Auntie M or that. Not that you needed it to be like all and out, look, look, reference or whatever, mm -hmm. but they could have done something. There's probably a lot of missed opportunities like that. I think 
This whole movie were, is a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, no, true. Very true. They were so focused on trying to just make a movie about flying monkeys that they didn't put enough thought into the script or a lot of things, but the script mostly. <laughs> I would even say like utilizing the monkeys. Like they really didn't do anything with them. They just had them do the same thing over and over. Yeah. They just wanted a monster to eat people. And that's really all they did, honestly. I mean... Mm-hmm. You'd think some sort of ancient monkey spirit would want to cause a little more mischief and mayhem rather than just eat people. You'd think that would that would make more sense. But, you know, why, why would you want to go that route? <laughs> I mean, actually putting some thought into your, into your scripting? It's crazy. The thing is that, that there was... Like most of these, you know, it's 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 about the kills and that's kind of it. And you can do good horror and still have a lot of kills. I don't know. Well, I don't think that they were focused on good horror. No, no. And I love too, so when they when they get the monkey, um, when he Joan's dad brings the monkey home, she says that he never she's never gonna put him in a cage again. And it's like, if she's going to be a vet and she's working, they show her working at like a vet clinic. Like there is a time and place when animals have to be caged. Mm -hmm. And that's such a weird statement to make. And it doesn't really have any implications on anything. There was a lot of weird statements in this movie. Yeah. I feel like they had some generic, not maybe, maybe not political ideas, but like, some generic ideologies and they just did not think through very well how to do them. I would agree. The movie seemed very anti-gun, but in the weirdest way possible. I would agree. (laughs) The whole thing about like the, the monkeys could only be killed by ancient weapons and this tracker ladies talking about how stupid everybody is for using their guns. But like, what are they supposed to do? Right. Like, she acts like it should be common knowledge that, of course, you can't kill these things with guns. But, like, who would know that? <laughs> <laughs> there were only two left in the world, too. So I will yeah. say I liked the idea of them splitting every time they got shot. Like, every time they got taken out, they they split. That was kind of a neat idea in itself. It was handled very weirdly. It was handled very weirdly. And I do have to laugh. I, was, I wrote down... Um, I wonder if they're genetically predisposed to like be easy targets because they were such easy targets. Like even the dude who'd never shot a gun before didn't seem like he had. And the old guy, there was like three of them and he just aims his gun, bang, bang, bang. And they all fall down. Yeah, and he's like, cause the gun is shaking. Cause he's an elderly and he's probably like 75 or 80. And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like normally in horror movies, and I guess that's not the case of all horror movies, but normally it's like bad people are the ones that get killed. And it's like, you know, not that the gas station guy was a saint, but he really didn't do anything wrong. And all of a sudden he gets like eaten and stuff. And it's like, well, that wasn't very nice. Respect your elders. (laughs) (laughs) I think at least for me, my interpretation of that was it goes back to them at the beginning, ogling over the girls. Same yeah. with the teenage guys ogling over the valedictorian. That's true. It just marked them as their monkey food now. Yeah, that's true. I guess it would make sense why um, Sonia 
that maybe explains why she didn't get knocked off was because she was and she just got ogled so these monkeys are you know they're they're killers and they're sexual deviants and not that not that it needs to make sense but like how would the monkeys know who deserved to die <laughs> <laughs> well you know in any of these movies uh that the the the, or the evil is given the sense of of who you know they automatically know it's not even a question <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could loop back to where we left off in the story because the first person, well, I guess it was two, but like the first person that you really know is dead or going to be dead is the boyfriend because after Joan is given the monkey, the boyfriend is over and he wants to make out, but the monkey does not approve. (laughs) And (laughs) he calls her lame. And I think he calls the monkey stupid. (laughs) It's like, I mean, not that everybody has to love monkeys, but why Why would you think that a monkey is stupid? <laughs> like, I mean, that would, I feel like that would be more interesting than making out. Like, she has a monkey. <laughs> you, don't you want to play with the monkey? <laughs> Some of his, like, verbiage, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm sex starved and this and that. And it's like, and? Okay. Awesome. Did you not see the monkey? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I was fine with him being eaten quickly. We didn't have to put up with too many scenes with him. Yeah, yeah, that's well. And there really wasn't a lot of scenes. Like we got like the opening scene of a lot of the people, and then like their kill scene, and really didn't get a lot of interaction with anyone beyond that. Honestly, that's true. I also loved the first time. So like the windows open and the. For some reason, the monkey is in a guest room in a like a cat bed thing or a dog bed thing. <laughs> yeah, windows open, without a screen, and the monkey transforms into this like weird golem type thing with wings and uh, flies out the window. And he or he gets outside the window and then he transforms and he's really really loud. And it's just like, how did they not? Did they have uh-huh. like earphones in? How did they not hear this thing transform? Because it was loud. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 that's something we probably don't need to overanalyze. Yeah. Well, whatever analyzing we do is more than anything that they put into that side of it. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, the fact we're questioning where the monkey is from and if that correlates to like China or South America, <laughs> it's more than what they thought about. Or even the fact that they didn't even think about the fact that no sane person would put a monkey in a room by itself with an open window and no screen. Yeah. <laughs> like, the monkey, of course, even if he doesn't turn into a monster and fly away, the monkey's going to be curious and climb out the window. Oh, totally. Get stuck on the roof the way a cat does or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the whole, like, like side trip to back to China, where we meet the demon hunters and stuff. Mm-hmm. That, that whole bit was just I know that they needed to introduce them, but just like out of nowhere. And they're like, oh, you know, we kill people, blah, or, you know, we kill these things, blah, blah, blah. Just like, okay, we'll take your word for it. It makes about as much sense as anything else in this movie. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. One thing that didn't make sense, though, was they, they could not figure out how to pronounce whatever the monkey was supposed to be because they had like three different pronunciations of the name of like, Sego, Sego, whatever. Like, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure when I watched this like a year ago, I I had a version that had subtitles. So 
I can't remember exactly how it was spelled, but I'm, I think it was like X I A O. Oh, okay. And that doesn't even remotely look like Sigo. And so there's no G in there. So I don't know where that was coming from. I think the X would maybe be similar to an S sound. So that's probably fine. Right. But I feel, I still feel like they probably were butchering whatever the pronunciation is. Cause there is an actual mythological creature in China that this is based on. Oh, I don't think it's exactly a flying monkey, but they're basing it on something. So they did put a tiny bit of thought into it, but not enough. Do they ever with these? Well, and that's kind of a classic trope of any kind of B-movie. They'll take like a base idea and then take it from there. Like if you look at Birdemic, the idea is that um, birds uh, go crazy and wild and stuff. Like there was one instance where they went crazy and wild in huge numbers, like at one point in time. And so they're basing this whole premise off that, even though the thing for that is like tiny and this is like massive and apocalyptic. Hmm. I might have heard that the name of that movie, but I didn't know what it was about. You're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. Like the idea of what happened in birds, like that movie is kind of the basis of what Birdemic is. Like it's kind of the, it's a really bad ripoff of it or not a bad ripoff. A bad, okay, um, I wonder. Retelling to some extent. Yeah. At one point they bring up how it, how it happened. And it's just like, yeah, but you're basing a lot off that one thing your imagination is kind of run away with you which you know you can kind of do whatever you want with movies but what do i know <laughs> uh let's see yeah the random like touchy-feely moments that just i don't know like they're trying to make you feel for the character but it's just so ham-fisted and it's been done so many times mm-hmm like dead mom Mm. yes darn there's a random picture that probably came with the frame that's mom (laughs) (laughs) that's that's probably true (laughs) we don't have permission to use her but she's never going to notice so we're going to call it good that would be weird though if you were like a photo model like 10 years ago and then suddenly you're watching some really stupid science fiction movie at 3 a.m. and suddenly you're in the movie. (laughs) 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 Well, the monkey, like we said, it like hulks out, it flies out the window, and then you go to this cheating boyfriend who is making out with the valedictorian, and suddenly the monkey is there. Like, it makes no noise. It's just suddenly in the room with them and it kills them. It was so dumb. (laughs) Both gory and not gory. I don't even know how to describe it properly. I felt, yeah, because like, I don't like gore and like if something is too gory, it's like, it grosses me out. And there was a lot of stuff like that happening, but I was not grossed out. I was annoyed and bored. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good to know that annoying and bored overrides gore in most cases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the I feel like the gore was generally well done. Like, the makeup job was good. Mm, yeah. Like the and, claw marks on them. Yeah. 
Yeah, but they get taken out and the, the cop shows up and he's all like, my daughter! And they're like, no! And that's kind of where it fades out. And then like the whole town is talking about the cop's daughter dying and the dad is trying to get a hold of Joan. And this is where the secretary named Dorothy comes in. I don't remember why he has to talk to the secretary, but like you gotta get that name in there, Dorothy. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to uh, throw random crap in there, then that's I guess the way to do it. Yeah, and it's it's talking like the dad wants revenge, even though it's obvious that they were killed by animals. He acts like it wasn't. I didn't really know. Maybe it was just him like going through grief and being kind of crazy. I don't know. But it, he kept acting like he was wanting revenge for his daughter. And I suppose that makes sense given given what it is. But when you don't know what it is that killed her, I because they didn't even think it was animals for a while, right? Absolutely. They didn't know what it was. But like the speculation was that it was some kind of animal because of mm. the way they were killed. Right. At some point, they're investigating like an animal death, and they're figuring out that it, this pig, or I think pig and dog, were both killed in the same way. Oh so yeah, they were on the, they were on the farm. Something is killing things and people. Exactly, and they don't know like how it rolls or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, because they go to the farm. It was one of the the farmer was one of the guys that was making sort of lewd comments at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, because. That happens one night, and then the next night is when the monkeys come back and take him out. And the, the, oh yeah, because I wrote this quote down. The, the, the I don't know why. It's, he says, "I knew they had wings," because they had been talking about <laughs> they couldn't find tracks. And then this guy's like, "I knew they had wings." Because <laughs> like, that would be your next obvious thing to do. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't seem that surprised that it's like if it were me and I saw these flying giant demon monkeys, I would be like, what? I wouldn't be like, I knew they had wings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I guess a lot of the characters in these things, especially the quote unquote well-worn ones, not not much surprises them in the grand scheme. Like you always have that one that one guy that just... I knew they were coming for me or whatever it might be. It doesn't make any sense, but yeah, I don't know. (laughs) And woven into all this too is the stuff with the people back in China. And I think somebody gets killed by one of the monkeys because they like the trackers meet up with this other group that were like capturing the animals and they're all working together to try and catch the last two monkeys because they know there's one in China and one in America now. And then somebody gets killed by the monkey. And this is where you get all the stories about if you shoot them, they split in two. And you got to kill them with the blessed weapons. Because ancient demons require ancient weapons that were blessed long ago and passed <laughs> down through our family. I had to write down that whole stupid quote. <laughs> Well, and in case you forgot it, she repeats it about 10 more times in the next, like, five minutes. Yeah, you really got to hammer home that they can only be killed by ancient weapons. What was what, what was it that they could be killed by? Ancient weapons <laughs> that were blessed long ago and passed down through our family. 
Ah, okay. I missed it the first five times. I appreciate you telling you saying it again. <laughs> Basically, it's these crossbow things. Well, but then they also have like, um, uh, like katanas, and then they have oh, like. That's right. I forgot the sword. They, they had like, um, kind of like curved blades, like not not as big as a sai, but like a smaller yeah. handheld version of that as well. But those don't show up until quite a lot later. Yeah. And I know that you have to move from place to place and thing to thing, but like there's so many characters that just kind of pop in, say their piece and leave, and then there's nothing else with them again. I mean, one guy could stagger off into the wilderness bleeding from his head and, you know, we don't care because we've only known him for like two seconds. Well, one of those types of characters is this friend of her boyfriend who <laughs> he, he comes over and basically he wants to be, he wants her to be his girlfriend right after his friend, her boyfriend, got mauled by some unknown creature. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing. Like, who does that? He was one, like, at the graduation that was like, mm, I want to get with her, I want to get with her. And, and yeah, it's just... And with that, too, when he comes over and he tries to, like, not really barge in, but he tries to get in a little bit more, like, Skippy, like, tries to protect Joan from him. Mm-hmm. And that happened a couple times, and then he goes off and transforms into, like, giant, you know, King Kong with wings and, like, eats him or whatever later. And, I mean, that, I guess maybe that formed the relationship that, hey, you know, he's protect, like, the monkey is protective of her. Well, was the monkey, I don't think the monkey, I mean, sort of, but, like, the monkey that killed him, it was one of the offshoots, wasn't it? Before the farmer was killed, he shot the monkey, and I think the monkey split. So I, I feel like the monkey that this your kid gets eaten by is like the first offshoot, wasn't he? Because he kills, kills in quotation marks, a little monkey, which is not Skippy, because she has Skippy with her. So he shoots this other monkey and he puts him in a cooler and takes him home. Ah, that's right. That's right. And then later the cooler is opened and two monkeys come out, which end up killing him. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, obviously they don't get into like the how it all transitions down if like memories transfer as well. So like they all have that same love of Joan. Or kind of how I that I kind of assumed that, but I don't know that for sure. I don't know right. how much thought they put into that. Probably not much. Again, we're probably putting much more thought into the overall premise of this than they are. Yeah. And at some point, Joan actually sees Skippy transform. And I think this it's happening around the same time as this kid getting eaten, which is why I didn't think it was the same monkey because she has him transforming at her house. But there's this other monkey too. And then I think that this one is Skippy, because it's the old man at the gas station. And I'm pretty sure at least one of those monkeys is Skippy, because she's out trying to find Skippy later. And he's, she says she, he, she sees him at the gas station. I don't know how she could tell, because <laughs> like she only saw this monster version once. It's just because uh, she feels it deep inside her heart. It just, it speaks to her. <laughs> they have a connection. 
oh deep intense you know connection being that they've known each other for you know maybe three days yeah and this is where you have the other farmer shooting the monkeys like off the top of the roof what i was talking before like bam 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 (laughs) and he gets eaten and then joan finds the monkeys eating him and then they don't attack her so that's why i'm wondering if like they all see her as I, i don't know they're protector that or it might have been they were taking like skippy kind of led the charge and so he didn't attack yeah. so they didn't attack maybe it could be or maybe they were just full because they just ate this old farmer <laughs> <laughs> highly possible i did have to laugh um after they all eat the guy at the gas station or the farm was it the gas station or the farmer i guess they're both kind of the same basic character um she calls her dad and tells him about the monkey transforming. And I, I felt like she's relatively calm on that call. But everything that happened after that, her dad's like, oh, God, my daughter is, is I, I only heard, I under, only understood about half of what she said. And it's like, were you guys on the same conversation? <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he calls the sheriff and they, for some reason, team up. I don't really know why the sheriff needed him to team up with him. <laughs> I suppose two, two, you know, easy targets are better than one. I don't know. <laughs> it was just one of many things that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty much this whole movie other than a cute monkey. <laughs> yeah. And at some point in here too, we're skipping around, but like the trackers in China eventually make their way to the U.S., they find the other pilot who didn't get killed at the beginning and make him take them to America to find the pet shop guy. And boy, they had a great time there. They he, he, Didn't he come in and they're like, no refunds or something like that, like the minute they walk through the door? Well, I wonder how many bad animals this guy has been selling. Probably lots. <laughs> Somewhere in here is the weird scene with her friend in the shower, and apparently the monkey is watching her. Because she later talks about, like, she was in the shower and was being watched by this monkey. And was like, why is the monkey watching her in the shower? That didn't make any sense. Like, was he waiting till she was the right temperature? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they didn't care with anybody else. So, uh, I don't know. Apparently, maybe, you know, she, she looked like she was a waitress. So, maybe she had to get off all that extra seasoning (laughs) from carrying all the food and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I think it was just an excuse for the camera to linger on her belly button for some reason. Oh my god, they lingered for so long! <laughs> it was very weird. I, yeah, like I said before, like the, the monkeys are they're, they're killers and they're sexual deviants. That's kind of how they roll. <laughs> and they're, they, they're killers of sexual deviants as well. Yes, yeah. But they don't follow their own teachings, obviously. <laughs> and just the the constant going back to it when she got over to um joan's house she's like oh it kept looking at me it kept looking at me it's like we get it you, next you're gonna tell us you have blessed weapons that go back generations <laughs> they did repeat a few things a few a few too yeah. many times didn't they they did i'm pretty sure it was just to lengthen the movie <laughs> it was already long enough <laughs> oh god yeah you're not lying there so what, what was with the um, 
the weird pizza, the, the pizza delivery on a bike, especially in a rural place. I have a hard time thinking there would be pizza delivery on a bike. Yeah, that was really weird. I think they just wanted an excuse to carry off a biker. <laughs> Probably. I had to laugh, though, like when the cop and uh, Joan's dad show up at the, the whatever the mill was. They say, Scotty, the pizza kid, he's, he's gone. It's like, can you be imagine being known as Scotty, the pizza kid? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the worst superhero name. <laughs> I would definitely want that on my tombstone. Here lies Scotty the Pizza Kid. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere in here you get like, and I don't want to call them fight scenes, but like they're shooting at all the monkeys. And like this scene is basically them trying to get as many monkeys as possible into the movie. So they're just shooting and shooting all the monkeys. And like we said, they split in two when they get shot. So then it's like a swarm of monkeys by the end of the movie. And then they take the most easy way out. Like they, they, they take the whole, well, if we kill the leader, they all die. It's like, the, I think they probably wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, on the one hand, I guess I could see where they would get that. But like, is it really splitting in two if killing one kills all of them? It's like they're all connected to the original creature. So basically it's just one giant hive mind. Well, that would make sense kind of in some of the other, I mean, again, I think we're putting a lot more into this than what they did, but given how they all kind of back off from going after Joan, I do think that there is something to that. And you look at like a lot of vampire movies and obviously this isn't vampire based, but a lot of them base it on if you kill the original vampire that turned everybody else, everyone else dies, or at least they become more human. Hmm. Okay. Well, at some point in here is where the trackers from China arrive. And this is more of the yelling at people for shooting them. And again, <laughs> what else are they supposed to do? Like, if you're being attacked by a giant monkey and you have a gun, uh, an obvious solution is to shoot it. If you don't know that it's going to split in two, why wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Act like it should be common knowledge that you shouldn't be shooting this thing. And I'm like whatever this is the weirdest anti-gun message i've ever heard (laughs) i would agree well that that message is like weird like big and weird but then also like the animal rights one like they talk about poachers but there's no real talk about poachers Uh it's just kind of like oh they're poachers bad and obviously that is but it's just put out there as a thing yeah they, were, they had generic messages that they'd seen in other movies that they wanted to incorporate into their movie, and they did a horrible job of it. Yeah. So it's about the same level as everything else in the movie, and then is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like there was other messages in there, but I'm, I'm drawing a blank as to what they would have been. I think it was just those two, kind of the anti-gun thing and the, the um, poachers thing. And the creepy pervs being creepy pervs and getting eaten so it's anti-creepy perv yeah well that's generally speaking a good message that one was fleshed out like of all the messages at least that one was fleshed out (laughs) that's true they got the point across (laughs) (laughs) when they figure out or when the um lady demon hunter uh when they get back to the house and they keep trying to protect joan it's like oh she needs to go inside it's like 
you can tell that there's more to this that she has a connection to this animal let her do something don't just Mm -hmm. shoo her inside and i know they were going for a certain thing but it just kind of it's just like repetitive like everything else any message that they have oh our weapons are blessed oh you know he was staring at me in the shower oh we need to protect joan just that message got repeated so many times it was just Mm -hmm. you took a shot every time you heard that you'd be drunk in five minutes yeah and the fact that it did honestly come down to her like despite her connection to this to this monkey to skippy nico whatever you want to call him she still stabs him and she says (laughs) no more monkey business of all the weird puns oh god it was so dumb Oh, that that's the best. And I understand that, you know, you're not going to be mo- the most pun worthy person when you're in that situation. But that honestly was the best she had. It was like she had no emotion over it either. No, like, absolutely not. If it were me and I knew that my adorable little monkey had turned into this monster and I now had to kill it, I would be a little bit more broken up than making a weird little pun while I stabbed it. Yeah. Well, it would either be emotionless pun or you'd be bawling your eyes out. But I don't know, being that how many people it killed, like it almost took out her dad. He survived an awfully long time too, by the way. That was weird. Yes. <laughs> he He's like the most long-lived person. Yeah. <laughs> he was imparted with some kind of magical potion. The fact that they didn't bring anything magical into this kind of surprised me, being that they were dealing with demons and stuff. Well, technically the weapons were magical because they were blessed. Yeah. They told you that a few times. Yeah, just a few. But they never, I mean, they, they didn't even, like, she obviously had one at the end, but nothing was made of it. It wasn't like, I don't know. You would expect a little more pomp and circumstance when you take out the leader of, of all of these bad things. It's just like, and then he falls over and it's like, you see her hand. I don't even know if they show her hand as red or anything, but it's just like, it was so anticlimactic for what it was supposed to be the pun wasn't enough for you you needed a little more i did puns i i do puns every day as it is i i need something a little bit more girthy if you're gonna do it do it right (laughs) you've already stripped me of any chances of having anything related really to wizard of oz give me something (laughs) i mean they don't even have fun little hats or vests it's just you know golem looking winged things with slightly monkey faces that would have made it so much better if they were all wearing little hats and vests. And they were like part of them. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but even even in the design of those, you look at that. And if you're going to use a capuchin monkey, there was no correlation between the look of the monkey and the look of the like the, the giant flying monkey. No. Like none of the features translated at all. And regarded you don't want it to be cute, but there could have been some features put in there. Yeah, no, it looked nothing like what it started as. It looked basically like a chimp, but worse. Yeah. I mean, I like when I saw it, and it's been forever since I've seen Planet of, like the most recent Planet of the Apes like series, mm-hmm. but it looked like an unrendered, untextured version of that yeah. more than it did anything else. Yeah. One other thing that we've missed but I wanted to come back to because there was something that I noticed at the end was the female tracker. She's like the final person from China that survives to the end, but then she dies too Mm -hmm. right before the, the final blow to the monkey that kills all the monkeys. So they're outside their house when this 
weird little fight scene that ends with her death happens. So she's dead. And then at the end, after she's killed the monkey, they all go outside and sit on the porch. And there's like this heartfelt moment. I'm thinking, but the tracker is probably lying dead on the lawn, like 10 feet from them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) And they actually put their light, they put their feet up on her. (laughs) kind of relax back or whatever (laughs) i think they just didn't think about that when they were plotting this scene out but like i'm pretty sure she died somewhere out on the front lawn so she's probably there somewhere just off screen (laughs) (laughs) well and probably the way it was shot being that that was at night they probably shot it totally out of sequence so, yeah. you know, they, they might have shot like that, you know, one of the last days of shooting and them on the front porch at the beginning. But yeah, th- I mean, that's why you have continuity people. That's why you have all those things in place to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you check off all the things that need to be in a shot or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. There was there was so much that just didn't make any sense. No. I don't know that I have anything else to add on it, really. I mean, there's no... There's no trivia on it per se. Like even the sci-fi wiki really didn't have anything much other than it was a 2013 uh, TV movie. The connections to anything Wizard of Oz are so tenuous. that mm-hmm. You know why they did it. It's like any movie that has a connection to something else. Like how many movies have, you know, an Oscar award winner in it and they'll advertise the fact that it stars Oscar award, you know, winner, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and they're in the movie for like two seconds <laughs> at least they don't call it the wizard of oz's you know flying monkeys <laughs> that's true like if they wanted to put it in there just put a few more things in there it wouldn't have taken them much to add a few things you know like mm-hmm. as compared to it coming from china maybe it you know falls through a gate they find this monkey and then they say oh hey this monkey and you know weird celestial events or something like that and then it turns out that the monkey comes from oz and they don't have to mention it beyond that it's there it's causing trouble it still multiplies someone comes through from oz and is able to take him out the monkey should have arrived in a tornado <laughs> there you go now you're thinking <laughs> that, well, that's why? another sci-fi movie monkey nato oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> He arrives via Scotty the or Scotty the Pizza Boy the Pizza Kid's bike. <laughs> uh, see, we we're coming up with better options and ideas, and uh, yeah. And then some sci-fi executive will listen to this, and then they'll be like, "Monkey NATO, that's our next yeah. one." <laughs> the sequel. Well, I mean, we just hit. Um, didn't it, did uh, Wizard of Oz came out in thirty nine? I believe so. I mean, we're not that far past the anniversary. You could still kind of say, hey, do the thing. What a way to celebrate the anniversary of a beloved <laughs> film classic. <laughs> By making a terrible sci-fi movie about yeah. monkeys in a tornado. I guarantee you there are probably ones that are worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, there. at least judging solely by titles, there are. Yeah, it doesn't take much sometimes i think that they just come up with a weird title idea and then base the entire movie off of that (laughs) that's actually not all that uncommon you go back to um like the 50s and 60s with like the time of like b-movies and stuff 
they came up with titles a lot more often than built the movie around it. Wow. But you can even say that about things like War of the Worlds. You know, it was announced that they were going to make that Steven Spielberg was going to make War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. And, you know, Sci-Fi Channel or Asylum take that idea and they're like, okay, we need to build this movie so it can come out the same time. Mm -hmm. Or even, you know, you had talked about like uh, Anastasia or other, uh, you know, ripoff fairy tale movies that come out. Same basic idea. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Certainly not a new concept by any stretch. Well, I suppose if we don't have any more final thoughts... It's probably a good place as any to <laughs> end this episode. Yeah, I got absolutely nothing to add beyond that. So, <laughs> well, I guess do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you. Oh, certainly, certainly. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at uh, Trivial Theater. I do quite a wide variety of random, obscure, and straight up bad movies with a good dose of trivia and some humor as well. Uh, you can also uh, check me out on Twitter at trivia underscore chick. And that's chick without a K. Stop by, say hi, either place. Love to talk to you. Okay. And I'll have those linked in the description. And I guess we will see you next time. Yep. Thanks as always, Jonathan. Yep. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> Thanks to Nikki for joining me for this episode of Every Version Ever. This episode would not have happened without her. Literally, I never would have revisited this terrible film were it not for her agreeing to do this episode with me. If you want more from her, I'll have her links in the description below. If you like learning about cheesy, obscure films, definitely check out her channel. Next time on iHeartMovies, we've got another Halloween slash autumn episode for you. My cousin Sarah will be joining me, and we're going to be talking about the 2014 miniseries Over the Garden Wall. I've been wanting to cover this series probably since I started my YouTube channel, so I am so excited to be able to do it now. And then next time on Every Version Ever, it'll be the penultimate episode in our Oz series. Eli Sands will be back. And over two episodes, we're going to be talking about the two silent film adaptations of The Wizard of Oz, from 1910 and 1925. Next time we'll talk about the 1910 version, and in the final episode we'll talk about the 1925 version. Those two films are a trip, and I can't wait to share them with you, so we'll see you next time on Every Version Ever. Thanks for listening.